Welcome to the Fit Strength Podcast, where you will be informed, educated, and empowered in order to take charge and take action so you can reach your athletic and or fitness goals. The only way for you to get stronger, faster, and better conditioned is to be consistent every day, all year long, doing things that will ensure your mind and body is strong and resilient. If you're ready to make changes, then let's go. In today's episode, I was able to speak with the seniors of the St. John Fisher basketball program. Um, these are awesome young men, hardworking. Uh, I've had the the privilege, my company and my other coaches have had the privilege of working with these athletes all year round. Currently, you know, they're standing at 18 and 7 and 14 and 4 in their conference play. And, you know, this is the um, you know, this is a very important week for them, and they took time out of their day to chat with me. Some of the things we talked about were, you know, defining work ethic, what helped them get to the collegiate level. And they also shared awesome tips for young up-and-coming basketball players on what they could be working on, should be working on to help them get to the next level. I enjoyed my time speaking with these guys. You know, these dudes are awesome. So I know you'll enjoy this episode. Thanks for tuning in. I would like to take a quick break to mention one of our sponsors. Fit Strength Performance is the top sports performance facility located in Fairport, New York for athletes 11 and older. At Fit Strength, athletes are prepared mentally and physically for the demands of their sport through improving explosiveness, gaining strength and increasing mobility and flexibility, and reducing their likelihood of an injury. At Fit Strength, the semi-private model, four athletes to one coach, allows each athlete to get custom programming and individualized attention to make sure their form is good and energy stays high. For more information about Fit Strength, please email info at fit strength.com. That is info at fit-strength.com. Now back to the show. Uh, everyone ready to roll? Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, ready right, to cool. go. So I'll do a, I'll do an intro, just kind of like highlighting all you guys and highlighting the team and all that stuff. Um, so we don't have to worry about doing that now. Um, so we're just going to get going in the conversation. Cool. Sounds good. Cool. Sounds Should we good. have the questions out in front of us, or are you just going to ask them for us? I mean, to be honest, I have these questions, and I end up not even ask, asking the questions. <laughs> okay. After after the first one, I just like, oh, that's a good. Let's let's talk about that. So sounds good. That's just ideally kind of where I want to go, um, but we'll see where the conversation takes us. Cool. Cool. Awesome. So, fellas, thanks for joining. You know, I appreciate you being on the Fit Trend Performance Podcast. Um, you know, it's been awesome working with you guys this past year. So. Uh, I, I couldn't help but um, have to have an episode with all of you, um, just sharing your experiences, talking about hoops, talking about training. Um, so real quick, can um, can each of you just describe 90 seconds is where you're from, you know, position you play, you know, why do you play basketball? What is it about basketball that you really like? And then just something something different about, about yourself that we may not know. So Foley, since you were on time, how about you go first? <laughs> uh, so I'm Jack Foley. Uh, a senior from Denver, Colorado. I'm a guard. Uh, I don't know. I've just always been drawn to basketball. Like anytime I had something like go like any stress in my life, like growing up as a kid, I would just go outside and play, or like just would, my mind would just kind of go blank, and it was just a fun way to like relieve like any stress or pressure that I was feeling in like school or any like things with friends or anything like that. So it was kind of just like a safe haven, I guess, growing up, and I just always like loved it. I mean, got 
pretty decent at it as I grew up, got like bigger, stronger. So something I've just always like been drawn to, I guess, why I play basketball. So what do you got for me, Cook? Uh, my name is Dana Cook. I'm a senior from Rochester, New York. I went to Pittsburgh High School. Uh, I'm a forward. And I guess what drew me to basketball growing up is honestly just been the camaraderie of it. Um, I would say especially college basketball. It's pretty cool just going through, you know, all the practice times, the travel away games, um, just all the struggles and the ups and downs. Um, I feel like nothing else can make you closer with friends. So I guess that's probably the biggest thing that's drawn me to it. And then uh, I guess something unique about me is that I love to cook. So, you know, I'm big on that nutrition. Um, no, no pun intended? No, but no pun intended, you know, no chef. So uh, that's probably my favorite part about basketball, and then that's something unique about me. All right. I'm going to go back to that that idea you like to cook. This may not even be a basketball podcast or training <laughs> podcast anymore. <laughs> Gentile, what do you got for me, man? Yeah, so my name is Ryan Gentile. Um, I'm a grad student at Fisher. I grew up in Spencerport. Um, I've been playing basketball since I was, I think, in fourth or fifth grade I started. So relatively late, probably compared to most people. But um, I don't know. My I like, you know, love the hang time, spending time with the boys, you know, and uh, just kind of being able to be around this group of guys has been really fun this year. And just, uh, I don't know, I really enjoy these guys. And basketball has always been something for me where kind of like fully talked about. It's like a stress reliever sometimes. You can kind of get away from everything else and kind of, uh, I don't know, just, you know, kind of relax and, you know, do your own thing. Cool. Last but not least. Yeah, so I'm Matt Panera. Um, I'm a senior guard um, from Pittsburgh, and I went to Pittsburgh Sutherland, so I was rivals with Dan all throughout high Rival, school. Rainbow Classic. Yeah. Rainbow Classic. Yep. And uh, what drew me, to, drew me to basketball, um, this was my dad. He put a ball in my hand at really young, and I just fell in love with the game. And then just like Ryan and Dan were saying, like the bonds you make with the basketball and just any sport, but especially basketball for me, um, it's been awesome. And with this team too, we basically have had the same team for three years, like group of core guys. So um, we're just all so close. So that's what's what I love about the game. Cool. Love it, guys. You know, so something that's like crazy different than when I was playing, I don't know if you guys can relate to it, but just the idea of work ethic. You know, a lot of times kids just think of they played pickup or they just got some shots up. I hear kids all the time say, I spent six hours at the Y. You know, I'm like, well, you still can't dribble with your left hand, though. Like, you still, you still limited. That's a lot of hours. You know, so what, what are your thoughts on this idea of work ethic? Do you think like kids are working harder? Are they working smarter? Or are they kind of just running through the motions? You know, how do you guys look at work ethic and how it's helped you get to the collegiate level? And just dive in. Don't worry about going in order. Just you know, round robin conversation. Yeah, I guess what I've learned through uh, growing up, I don't think I was always the hardest skill worker in the gym, like always getting in the gym, getting up shots um, for the longest amount of time. But I, I learned from mentors and people who played before me that like it's about what you do when you're in the gym. So 30 minutes, like work your ass off. I'm sorry, work your butt off. Um, you know, like working your handle, like when you're doing ball handling drills, like in between layups, um, stuff like that. It's like the effectiveness of the time in your gym that's huge. Um, and honestly, not to boost you or anything because we're on a fitness podcast, but once you get to college, the biggest thing for me personally was strength. I felt like my skill was there. I was pretty heavily recruited. Um, you know, I had, I had some offers places and going in there, like I thought I was going to be, you know, even better than I was, but literally just got my butt kicked um, by 22 year old men when I'm 17. Um, and then I put on like, you know, 20, 30 pounds going to college. And it's, I feel like that was probably the biggest 
change for my game. Um, so it's much time in the weight room as it is on the court. That's really big for being a great player. Yeah, I would have to agree with Dan with the um, strength. Um, just the biggest difference in, is the speed of the game, but also the strength. Um, I mean, you're growing, playing against grown men like Ryan. He's like, he's a 24-year-old guy. So it's like you're playing against those type of guys. So <laughs> are, you, are you considered grown at 24, though? Like, is that considered I don't know. Are you coming in? College, you know. I'm, I'm, college. Grandpa. I'm, I'm talking grandpa. about. I'm a grandpa that there. Is that what you're talking about? I'm talking about college, like 18-year-olds. I mean, you got little guys that just yeah. don't, don't have the strength yet. And you got Ryan, which is going <laughs> to. <laughs> but that, that's just an example but, but it's a difference though right like you could be oh, yeah. like that that little difference is huge five years that's like mm -hmm. you yeah. know how to oh, yeah. use your body your joints are just like stiffer like positively and negatively but it's like <laughs> grown man strength is a re is a real thing especially at the right. college level when you're still seasoned and playing all the time but that's right. like yeah. that's the reality of it definitely yeah. a real thing yeah i mean just up. yeah sorry go ahead folks you got it buddy all you no you all right, fine. So, yeah, I mean, as a freshman, I was, like, coming into college, I kind of, like, I mean, growing up, like, I had played with, like, D1, D2 kids. So, kind of coming into D3, I was like, oh, well, this is going to be easy. Or not, like, easy, but, like, oh, I can do this. And then I quickly learned that, it, like, college, even D3, like, college is still way different than high school. Like, I came in, I would lift in high school, but I didn't really take it too super seriously. Like, I was probably, like, 170 pounds of freshman. So, like, kind of realized that I needed to take lifting and all that seriously uh and with work ethic kind of i think like one piece of advice i'll give kids today is to work on like like you don't have to always put like crazy combo moves together because you're not always going to use those in a game like kind of find a couple like simple but like effective moves and kind of just master those i guess because like as simple as it is and as crazy as it sounds like if you are a good shooter and you have a good pump fake every team's gonna jump for it so then you can just get a, a wide open shot. So like just finding simple moves rather than super like complicated moves that you might not be as good at. I think that's kind of key to becoming like a better player in the future. Yeah, I would agree, Foles. I mean, like what I think about in terms of work ethic and like kids today is like a lot of things I see is like I feel a lot of kids try to take on everything at once. Right. And I feel like there's like not a foundation, not a staple for people to like really kind of rely on and understand. You know, I was even like, you know, I kind of went through that as well. Like I would kind of feel like sometimes, you know, two, three years ago, some of my training, I feel like was kind of all over the place. I go in the gym and, you know, I'd work on this, I'd work on that. Right. And then I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm working on a thousand different things and I feel like I'm not progressing as much as I, I would like to or should have, you know. So it's like kind of what Foley said is just, you know, find some things that you really want to get better at. And I feel like you can, you can achieve a lot more when you have, you know, you know, a set goal in mind and a kind of like a set thing you want to get better at because i mean you know doing you're good at one thing at college level if you can shoot you're going to be on the floor you know what i mean or if you can you know if you're a big man you can make you know you know jump hooks or you know good post moves like all that stuff matters and i think a lot of times i feel like with kids nowadays is the fact that you know i feel like everyone wants to do everything which is good you know you should be able to, to you know handle the ball and shoot and pass and you know all that but at the same time it's like again i people need to focus on getting better. I feel like at one thing, cause I feel like you can, you can achieve it easier in my opinion. Yeah. yeah I think you guys na nailed it on the head. Um, you know, th this one thought I have for all of you, and just because, you know, I own a training gym and I do more sports performance, don't have to always go down the fitness piece. I appreciate those shout outs. What, from a skill aspect though, like 
do you do you find yourself like when you came as a freshman looking back when you're 18 years old were you working just as hard versus like when you had a couple years of college because i can recall like when i graduated from hobart and i wanted to play pro basketball i vividly remember like finding tyler ralph on instagram and youtube and seeing his intensity during stationary ball you've seen the guy do ball you done, mm -hmm. done the yeah. oh, yeah. like when he does ball handling like it literally looks like his body's going to explode. Right. And to me, I'm <laughs> like, what, what happens if I do that every time I do stationary drills? And right. like the, um, the effort that I was able to put forth, like just that summer when I was trying to play ball overseas, it was crazy. And I'm like, where was that when I was 18 years old? You know, yeah. so do you mm -hmm. think, do you, are you guys in that same boat? Do you think you actually, like Cook, you said for 30 minutes, like in high school, do you think your work ethic was where it needed to be in high school versus like what you learned in college based on getting your butt whooped? Like, do you think there's a, there was balance or do you think it was way off? No, I definitely think that I, I work way harder now than I ever did in high school. And I, th I thought when I got to my freshman year of college, and honestly, every year I've progressed since that I'm like, you know what, dude, I wish I worked, I worked harder every single year. And I feel like you hear that from everyone. You always worked, wish you worked harder in the moment. Um, but I guess with that comes, wisdom and experience just like the older you get the more you see um that you can improve on there's film there's more like analytics our coaches are you know telling you certain things you get more knowledge at a higher level so there's a bunch of things that go into it but i would definitely say that no matter how hard you're working there's definitely something else you can do to improve your game mm -hmm. do you think that mind mindset though will kind of take you down like like what ryan said like there's always something else to do so like you'll devalue what you're doing in the moment and say i got to do more next time versus focusing on being in the moment and just going going hard yeah no i agree with what ryan said and, and kind of what your point is there um i think the biggest thing that i wish i did growing up honestly was have more of like a a written plan for what i wanted to do that year yeah. um people always say like write your goals down and, and honestly not until college that i write down like i want to be this weight this is what i want to do for my workout routine and i guess one thing that i never really truly did was honestly like write down a schedule like kind of plan like not just super structured that i have to do this exact thing every single time i work out but kind of like, all right, this goal of my offseason is to work on my off-the-catch three-point shooting. So it's like coming off ball screens, flare screens, that kind of stuff right. um, that's specific but measurable at the same time. Uh, I, I feel like it's really key to um, not overdoing your work and getting into a bunch of different stuff, but like really working on one goal and, and becoming better at it. Cool, that's right. What about you? Yeah. Did you guys rate your goals down and stuff like that? Yeah. I've, I have been, yeah, trying to. Just, yeah, it's just like – one thing I learned from my high school coach that I learned in college that he told me about was um, just tracking your shooting and just seeing it on paper. Um, so every day you shoot in the off season, um, you count your makes for, you know, off the dribble, st stationary threes, like stuff like that. And you can just see your progress along the way. Like, all right, see, I'm either improving in this area. So then that means I got to work in on the other stuff. So just seeing it in physical, like on paper, like it really helps. Um, and I guess that would be advice for younger generations to write stuff down. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. And like, I feel like too, for me, as like, as I've gotten older as well, like the quality of the work I have to put in has to be, I guess, more, I don't know, it, it's become better, right? It's become more efficient. I know what I need to do when I get in there. Right. So kind of like Dan talked about, like having your goal, having your mindset of, you know, what you want to work on, you know, what you got to do it's easier to get through that workout instead of just getting into it kind of, you know, mindlessly or, you know, not knowing what you got to do. But yeah, for me personally, just understanding like, you know, quality is better sometimes than just the quantity of what I have to do.
has been really kind of game changing for me for the past two years. Yeah. I think Foley, you said it good, like where coming in, you play with some high level guys and you mm. thought D3 was going to be like, it was going to be light work, nothing, you know, yeah. but at the end well, of the day, like yeah. it's college basketball, right? You're playing with all of you were the best players in your team playing mm. it simple. So yeah. D1, two or three, right? Everyone's the best player on their team. So it's that idea of, you know, that, that, that mindset coming in. Cause what I see so many times with seniors, seniors, senior years over with, like, I'm chilling. I'm good. I was the best player on the team. I'm going to walk into college. I'm the best player. You know, and it's, you know, unfortunately, the 22-year-old guy that's not even playing, they're still going to be better than the freshman because mm-hmm. knowledge, experience, the X's and O's, the skill piece. So that's that that's the reality of it. Right. Right. So how, what do you think led to you guys getting to play college basketball? Like, what do you think helped all of you get the opportunity to wear the St. John Fisher jersey, to step on the court, you know, and to call yourself, whatever it's D1, 2, or 3, but to call yourself a collegiate basketball player. What do you think was that, like, that that deciding factor or what supported you? I would say from a recruiting standpoint, especially at our level, I mean, a lot of D3 guys, they're not getting the same attention as you see on, like, Instagram and Twitter, like these five-star, four-star recruits. We're not getting that clout, so to speak. Um, so I would say a big thing if you're trying to play in college is to be uh, an initiator to reach out to coaches, to talk to your high school coach, talk to friends and family who have played D3 basketball or higher, and honestly, just network. Um, you know, if that's your question you're asking, like, that's a big thing. Um, it's just trying to just create outreach and get some highlight tape together and just kind of just put yourself in that position to be playing basketball. Did you think about that, like, when you're in high school? Was your mindset of, like, you know, I'm trying to play college basketball. Is that what helped you get to the college level? And this is for all of you too. Or was it more so like, you know, I'm going to be the best player that I possibly can be and like let yeah. they decide? Honestly, for me, I didn't ever want to play college basketball, honestly. So I kind of was just enjoying the moment every time. And I feel like that might have attributed to my success a little bit more because I didn't really, um, obviously I wanted to play well, but I didn't really care about the outcome of myself playing. I just wanted to win. Um, and I honestly think that was pretty beneficial for me um going into college too because even though i thought i was going to be you know one of the best guys on my team originally like i started my freshman year and i still was like that fifth starter you know what i mean and i feel like the humbling factor is, is really helpful because when you go into college and you're not the leading scorer anymore you got to figure out what you can do when you have someone on your team who's 21 years old been the player of the year been you know so and so and what you gotta say like this guy's not going to give me the ball right away so what are you going to do that puts you on the court you know rebound you're going to pass, you're going to set hard screens, the small stuff like that add up. And I feel like that helped me um, just when I'm in a rut, you know what I mean? Like doing the small things again, help you do the big things. Yeah. yeah just yeah. going off what Dan said, like I had an unconventional path to college basketball. Just, you know, originally I went to St. Bonaventure my freshman year and, uh, and I actually got recruited out, out of high school for football and I decided not to play. So I was just going as a regular student. Um, ended up not being the place for me, um, so I only lasted a semester there. And but I missed college. I missed basketball a ton just from high school and all that. So it's that outreach that Dan was talking about. I contacted a bunch of coaches that I've been in contact before, and luckily, Gross, Coach Grosskadonia gave me a opportunity, and you know I kind of ran with it. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, just thinking about like how, you know, I got to the college level, it's just, for me, it was always like, whenever I do something like I kind of, I like to be fully engaged in it. And then I, you know, I kind of try to, I 
try to work as hard as I can to be the best version of myself, kind of like you were talking about, Mark. So it's, um, you know, for me, when I started playing, started getting serious with it in high school, then I'm like, okay, you kind of have this goal in mind if you want to play college basketball and you kind of think about what do you got to do to get there. And for me, it was just work ethic. It was just, just working, you know, as hard as I possibly could. And even though it may not have been some of the best stuff or, you know, the most useful things, I feel like that's kind of what carried me along to get to that, you know, college level where I'm at now. They go off that. I mean, is it like after like growing up, my sisters came uh, to college, like out in the East Coast and I have a bunch of family out here. So I kind of had it in my mind that I also wanted to come out to the East Coast being from Colorado. Like I knew a lot of coaches wouldn't really know who I was. So first of all, I knew I had to play well, like to have like the stats if they looked me up or like the highlights if they looked me up. And then kind of going off with dance and like you do have to be an initiator in some sense, like. If you have to make your own highlight tape, you have to make your own highlight tape. Like, not everyone's going to make it for you at this kind, of, uh, this kind of level. And then you kind of, in, like, the real world, too, like, you have to do a good job of networking for yourself. Like, coaches want kids who have, like, a good personality, like, know who could, like, be a good teammate. Like, they don't want someone who really, like, only cares about themselves. Like, kind of have to show, like, what you can bring to the team from a personality perspective as well as skill-wise. So I think just being... Like, a, like, as Dan said, a good networker is a, is a key part to finding your way to being a college basketball player as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I think you guys are talking about, like, intrinsic and extrinsic motivation, right? I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, Cook saying, like, I just wanted to win. Intrinsically, like, I'm trying to dominate. And whatever happens, as long as there's a dub on the board, you know, we're, we're good. And then, like, you know, Gentile, the same thing. Like, you know, I want to work as hard as I can because that's the only option. You know, but Foley, too, it's like, I'm going to get some stats. I need to get my stats. If I put up 18 a game, that's a good opportunity for me to get to wherever I want to go, and I can prove it. You know, and Panera, you know, having that 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 hope that, you know, I'm going to work hard, and then people remember me. I think that's something that we forget, right? If you just are rememberable to a degree, that takes you so much further from I want to win or remember my work ethic or, you know, let's look at my stat line. You know, that's why I deserve a conversation. You know, I think I think kids are in so many different directions. I don't have that answer, you know. So I'm curious with you guys, like, where do you think kids or heads are at, like now? I know Gentle, you got siblings. You know, Cook, you're local, so you see a bunch of high school kids still, you know, playing games. You know, Panera and Foley. I don't know your, you know, your experience with some of the younger generation. You've worked the camps. Like, where do you think kids' heads are at with this extrinsic and you know intrinsic motivation element? Um, well, I think honestly, just from like, you know, being around a lot of high school basketball players, cause I go to my younger brother's games and stuff and, you know, he's a junior at Kearney and I feel like for a lot of these kids right now is obviously they want to play college basketball, but I feel like one of the biggest problems right now is it's like division one or bust. And I feel like kids just mm-hmm. want to, you know, they feel like if they don't get that, that scholarship offer, right. Like it's, it's not worth it or it's, you know, maybe division two or division three is not as good. And that's just, it's just not the case. Right. Cause I mean, you have pro hoopers come out of division three, division two all the time. And, you know, I think with kids nowadays is, I think motivation is a lot to do with, you know, what they're seeing on Instagram and Twitter and a lot of that stuff. And, you know, I think most people try to, you know, start to figure it out as they get older, but, you know, in terms of high school kids, I, I still feel like that's a, a fairly big issue right now is just the misconception of, of divisions and like where you kind of fall and where you belong and you know what's good for people what makes sense you know yeah going off of ryan's side i think there's a huge um 
gap in between honestly even us being seniors and the kids that are coming up into college nowadays i feel like they're more so intrinsically motivated to to be that guy coming to college when they don't really understand like what it's like like especially at our level you know we don't get to play around with the ball for 15 seconds to do isos let's catch make a move quickly pass the ball or shoot it um i feel like that's kind of a detriment of social media a little bit like we see like guys like steph curry and Kyrie Irving, all these talented players who can just do these crazy stuff. But in reality, I mean, that's less than 1% of the population that is that skilled and has put in that time to be like that, you know? Um, so I feel like that's key for, for guys to know, just work on the simple stuff, spin moves, hop steps, like Foley said, shooting. Um, that's just big for guys who want to come in and win. Yeah, I would say, I mean, no, I haven't been to like many local games around here since I'm not from here, but like at the camps and stuff that I've seen, like prospect camps, even like that we've worked here at Fisher, like I think a lot of it kind of just goes into one-on-one ISOs after a while. And like kids think that they need to score to get a coach's yeah. attention. Like while, I mean, obviously if you put the ball in the bucket, you're going to get a coach's attention, but like there's a lot of other ways you can right. affect the game positively rather than scoring that a coach will see. Like, if you don't let, if you're like in someone's shorts for 94 feet and don't let them like ever get a good look, like a coach will notice that. Or if you put people like in the right spots with your passing, like every possession, like a coach is going to see that. Like they have an eye for talent and they'll see like the intrinsic part of the game rather than just scoring. So I think just focusing on having a positive impact just in the, on the like overall game in general rather than just scoring is something that. I think can be emphasized more with kids today. Yeah, I guess just keeping it simple too. Um, we have a ton of players in our conference where you know they're really good, but their teams are trash. So it's like, and they're not winning. So it's like, it's not really. Yeah, you can be this flashy player, but at the end of the day, you're not going to win basketball games being like that. And I think if they realize that, if you play team basketball, you're going to have way more success. Yeah. Cool. So going to going to pivot a little bit, talk about like, you know, more tangible, actionable items for athletes, right? I love, I love giving feedback to parents and kids and just say like, Hey, you know, either whether it's from me or it's from like other athletes, like these are the things that you can do. Right. So, you know, from a basketball standpoint, cause you've guys said it so many times. And I think that's like so valuable for kids to hear, keeping it simple. You know, there's a saying in strength and conditioning, it's the kiss idea. Keep it stupid, simple, right? Like, you know, you don't have to do a BOSU ball, back squat, front squat, overhead press on your t- on your pinky, pronation, breathing out of one nostril and one earlobe, right? Just, right. It's like you don't do that. Just learn how to squat efficiently and be proficient in that one movement, and I think you're going to be pretty heavy. So from a basketball point of view, because I was a pull-up guy, you give me a pull-up, I'm taking it 99% of the time. I, you know, <laughs> that was me. And I thought that, you know, when I saw athletes when I trained, it's like if you have a pull-up, it's kind of like a ball fake with Foley. It's like if you have a ball fake and a jumper, you have a layup, you have a pull-up, you have one – kind mm. like everything else opens the door. So for me, when I coach kids, I was like, get a pull-up. Because if you have a pull-up and someone takes your three away and takes the lane away, well, now now you, you, you should make a layup if you're a varsity player. You should make a wide-open three if you're a varsity player and you're a guard. But if you can make a pull-up now, confidence goes out the wazoo. So for you guys – what do you think, like, if I said, like, hey, three moves to work on every single day, like Kobe Bryant mentality, like, because I've, I've seen you guys play. Like, Gentile, I know you, and, and Cook, I know you work with Boris, and I know you got some flashy stuff. I watch you play, Gentile. Two dribble pull up, catch and shoot three. Non-stop, yeah. right? Spin move, boom. Three moves off the bat. So, like, to me, it's like, what are those moves for you guys that 
that if you could just work on every single day, you could still be a, a great player. You could still get the coach's attention and, you know, you'll still have that opportunity. Yeah, Ryan um, answer that. He's got the deepest bag. Yeah, he does. Yeah, definitely <laughs> has the bag. bag. And he only uses one percent of that bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, you don't want to pull everything out right away, right? Then you kind of become inefficient. And Empire you know, is starting up the tournament, so don't let too hey. much out. Right? <laughs> don't let too much out the bag right now. Don't well, I mean, that 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 chip. Hey, I don't know. I just I feel like that. You know, for me personally, like you said, the pull up, left and right pull ups. Like I feel like you have to. If you can work on one thing, I feel like for me personally, it'd be that, you know, I feel like that has gone away so much with, you know, especially college athletes and even at the high school level, you know, pull-ups going left and right, two dribbles, one dribble into that, you know, catch and shoot threes and even having something like, a, you know, Dan's really good at this, like spin move, right? Dan has a really good spin move and he, and he gets to that like a lot and it's very effective, you know what I mean? So I think just having like, you know, I the think about scoring in terms of three levels, right? Can you shoot shoot behind the arc? Can you get to that mid range, and can you score at the rim when it's necessary? And uh, I think having all three of those is it's it's helpful for sure. And I think uh, you know, just kind of being able to do those well and efficiently without a lot of like having like you know fully said not like over dribbling and you know um you know not just kind of holding on to the ball as long and you know, just being quick with what you want to do. And, you know, I feel like that can be really effective for most people, most kids. Yeah. I mean, my advice would be, I, mean, I feel like everyone has different moves and different aspects of the game. Like I wish I had a better pull up and a better three um, than I do now, but I, I would just say like, whatever your strength is, get to your spot and get to your spot efficiently. Yeah. And that's what's going to give it to you success. I'll tell you in college, especially what I've seen, because in high school, our coach, at least my coach, he, said if you don't shoot 60 percent from the mid-range you're not allowed to shoot them so for four years i didn't really shoot a mid-range so like coming into college you kind of need to have one like at least to like open up the floor a little bit so i think yeah. one simple move that every kid can work on especially and i know dan does it well is a floater like if you get in the lane you can't always get to the rim like there's just going to be bodies that are waiting for you there so having the ability to just put a floater up and it's just easy. It makes the game a lot easier. So, yeah, I mean, and I would Love say my floaters. It's not a, yeah, I know. It's not a move, but like just being able to change your pace well with the ball, like that's yeah. one of the harder things as a defender. Like, if one, if a dude's going to this is just fast the entire time, it's not hard to guard. But if he cha if he goes slow and then fast into it, then a defender relaxes for like half a second and then he can get by him. So, kind of having a good change of pace as well, I would say, is important. Like one thing that helps all these moves too that we get yelled at at practice all the time is playing off too. Um, it just keeps you in control, um, and then you can just do all your moves based off that and just read the defense way better. Um, if you play off too, yeah, hey, uh, just like like um, hop stepping or jump stopping okay. um, instead of playing off one out of control, sure. yeah. um, just gives you more options and you know just less likely to turn the ball over. Yeah. I mean, I think going back to like literally what, what Ryan said, day one is the fundamentals, like the first five minutes, the fundamentals, because those are all the fundamentals of basketball. You know, I think that the world is so fast with technology. It's so readily available to see like the NBA guys, the top you yeah. know, the five recruits. You know, you forget about like when you're in kindergarten or sixth grade at like the Nazareth camp or the Fisher camp 
or the leisure camp or the Fitch camp were literally 25 to 30 minutes was like dribble, two dribbles, jump stop, pivot, 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 mm -hmm. two dribbles, jump stop, pivot, right. pivot, pivot. Now, if you look at some of the drills now for young kids, it's like crazy ball handling stationary. Then it's like into your finishes where you're Euro, Euro up. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, all right, what happens if two defenders take right and left? What do you do? Right. You know, it's like, can you stop and do a floater? Can you pivot both ways and give up the initial shot, ball fake, pivot to a layup now? Right. right. It's like, it's like yeah. the, the speed of where, you know, training is taking kids is, is like, here's level zero. It's like you go right to level five within the first three minutes of the workout. Yeah. 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 I would, I'd say it's, it's pretty detrimental to be honest with you. I mean, I mean, you probably see it a lot, Mark, is like you said, you have a lot of these younger kids coming in and like, how do you retain all that? Right. Like, how do you apply that to a game? And I feel like a lot of problems that these kids have is like, again, you can teach these kids to do this stuff around a cone, right. Or around something like that. And, all these euro steps and stuff and it has a time and place for it sure right but at such a young age it's like why not get good at things that you know are going to be impactful to you right now and that you can have you know later down the line because mm -hmm. sometimes you have like you you'll see some of these guys that are older and they don't have any of the ability to do that stuff and it's just because it came from the inability to you know not have someone you know help you work on it when you were younger or you just didn't know what to do because you were just you know looking at what was cool what was popular I'd also we, say, like, we, go you go first, B. No, you, you go first, B. All right. All right. I mean, you go first, B. Figure it out, guys. Um, session here, fellas. Play on um, two. We always, like, kind of joke around <laughs> about it. Um, just like last year, we did a Tyler Ralph camp. We helped run it. And we were doing these dribbling drills. And, all. I mean, it was ages. We are probably, like, first grade to, like, I don't know, like, eighth grade, seventh grade. And he's putting together these cross-cross between the legs behind the back. And, like, you know, like that intense dribbling with these kids that can't even dribble with their right hand. I mean, it's, yeah. it just wasn't, I, in my opinion, I don't think it was, like, producing anything. And these they were just getting frustrated. And some kids just quit. So it's like, yeah. again, it's those fundamentals. It's just, you know, again, like those t 10 minutes of ball handling every day type of thing and just pounding the ball. It's, it just It makes a difference. But... I don't know. I'm with Ryan. It, I think it is detrimental if you start the youth like that. Yeah. But I was gonna say, I think it gets lost in the shuffle sometimes. That like, what we see, like, like the LeBrons, the Kevin Durant, the Steph Curry's, like Kyrie, they were they're the best at the simple things at the same at the same time as oh, yeah. good at like the skill like other skill moves. Like, they always like if you see they start like their pregame routine, they just start just form shooting. Like you see some kid just come in to the gym these days and just start like hucking up NBA threes like right off the bat. Like yeah. the pros like show you what to do. Like they are the best at like, easy things. Like then then you can go to more yeah. complex things. But I think you have to master like the simple things first to like yeah. I mean a big of all with Panera, it's like, you know, Tyler Ralph uh, you know, no doubt like changed my mentality oh, yeah. and my ability but I was 19 years old, right? Like exactly. I just took my strength and my current ability and intensified it, which applied to like playing pickup and in the game because of that effort by, by building up the foundation, the fundamentals, you know, it's like, so for the right kid, like if you're 16, 17, 18, 
I think those drills, those moves could be valuable, but you also got to look at a tactile piece. You know, like I remember when I was doing skills training, it was cone dominated, you know, cross tween leg back, you know, cross tween back, cross tween back, right. thousands of them. Then I yep. started just throwing cones at kids, right? It was like, throw a cone to the right. You got to cross over to the left. You don't know what I'm throwing it at you. And then it was like, all right, now do a cross between, between a leg behind the back pull up because that's a tactile move. But, you know, like you can't do that unless you can dribble with your right hand, unless you can dribble with your left hand. You know, the big thing is like position. Can you get into that position? You know, when we talk about strength and conditioning, can you get into a low position with the heels slightly floating and hold it for 60 seconds? Because now we're talking about 10 minutes of ball handling. Kids can't even do that. You know, so like, let's go up the strength and conditioning piece. How has that like played a role? I know a lot of you said it helped you gain weight. You know, do you think that, you know, there's a different level of training from intensity, exercise selection? Do you think there's a difference with like bodybuilding versus athletes? Cook, don't take it personal. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you think like the strength and conditioning piece just in, just in entire, like just going into the weight room consistently has changed your performance? And, you know, how, how can that, like, benefit kids now? Honestly, I uh, – even though we always – I always joke about doing my bicep curls and my, my bodybuilding exercises that I love to do, uh, the first, you know, year you're doing something, like, especially when you haven't worked out a bunch, like, you're going to see tremendous transformation to your body. Like, that first year and afterwards, you don't see as much change. But hashtag I would say – That's all human Hashtag human podcast, laugh. you know what I'm saying? Get that more right there. Yeah, but uh, I honestly wish growing up that I had had more sports-specific training, and I promise to all the listeners out there that I'm not getting paid by Fit Strength and Mark Bruce right now. Um, but I honestly wish that I had gotten trained in, like, movement patterns more or less than anything, and, like, certain, like, mobility standards and, like, injury prevention because, honestly, what I see at the D3 level is, like, the skill gap between us and D1 isn't super large. It's mostly athleticism and, like, how people are able to, like, be quick and move. And, like, a lot of guys at D3 who are, like, really good shooters and, like, can play decent defense, they don't move well. And, like, that oftentimes, like, leads to injuries. Like, one of our teammates, he had, like, a bad ankle injury the other day, and I just don't think he doesn't he doesn't do Euro steps very often. You know what I mean? And I think that movement pattern is huge for kids growing up. Like, try to cross-train, try to do for sports. And, like, I think about myself, like, I'm a pretty good off-two jumper, and I would honestly attribute that to volleyball. Like, I don't really jump well off one, but when I think about it, like, that simple, like, one-two pattern – and then, like, if I had that in combination with something like you guys have at fit strength, I feel like that I could even be a better athlete than I am now. And then since I kind of got stuck in my ways of bodybuilding, I haven't really changed since. <laughs> well, let, let, let's preface that I think that athletes need to start lifting to some degree, right? Bodybuilding, mm -hmm. whatever. There is research that shows that if you wear a tank top, you should look good in a tank top. <laughs> like, that'll help your performance. So there is an element of bodybuilding that is valid, you know? Yeah. I, until a point where it's not valid. Yeah, I mean, we'll go down a different. We'll go down take different a little path. too far. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I came into Roberts Weston my first year of college, and I was like, I was like a buck eighty. Like, I was heavy, and I was like doing a lot of bodybuilding exercises. But at the same time, it's like I feel like I would get hurt or I'd have like little nicks and acts, right, and injuries, and I just my body couldn't perform to like how I wanted it to. And especially again, like working with you, Mark, just understanding like kind of like what Dan said, understanding how to move my body in certain ways that my sport kind of requires it to. Like, it, I can't train like a bodybuilder because it's not going to be functional for me when I get on the court. You know what I mean? So just, I, it's been a, it's definitely been a learning experience, but at the same time, I think, um, I think still it's an issue, like even at our level, like kids do not train like 
you know, like basketball players enough. I think it's definitely causing injuries and, um, you know, causing people to sometimes miss time or have kind of soreness or not be able to perform to the highest level that they want to. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, it's a tough one, but weightlifting in general, starting it, you know, while you're in high school or beforehand, it can give you such an advantage. It really can. Well, that, like what I learned too, like based on all the new, like, cause I've never trained as just as like a basketball player, like until you came Mark and it, it has changed. And I have learned that like my body's not as sore. Um, yeah. and, and we have a five month season. It's a long season. So your body takes a toll. And, you know, I've learned that my body has been in better shape every day to go. And, um, you know, and there's always stuff to do if you do have pain, um, different exercises you could do sure. that you taught us. And, you know, one big thing that, um, that you really hype up is foam rolling. You know, I've had knee pain and ever since I've done it, it's really helped. So another piece of advice for athletes is foam roll. <laughs> it really, it really does work. It may look funny, but it does work. Yeah. No, this summer was really like back home in Denver. Uh, I started working out like with one of my buddies, his dad has a place like that focuses like specifically on like specific sports. So the dude I was working with was just basketball training. It's mainly like increasing my speed and my vertical, like over the summer. And I remember one day there was a certain, it was like a hop step with like a, like a big medicine ball. And then you're throwing it into the wall. And I was like, what is this working on? And he told me, it was like, when you're driving down the lane, you want to have a bunch of power to explode off of one leg. If you have to do a hop step. And that was like the first time I'd really ever like done, like it kind of just, I was like, Oh, like, this is cool. Like that I'm actually going to see myself, like be better at something that I do all the time, like in a game, rather than just like doing the back squat or like, doing a bicep curl, but I do my bicep curls all the time. You see it more, but, uh, but like, yeah. stuff like, just like knowing that I'm going to use it, like in my sport was like some, I kind of like, it was just cool to see. And I actually like really enjoyed doing like basketball specific training. I kind of wish I started it like earlier in my career, but yeah, I kind of like what you said, like you specialize in it. I think it like really does help. Like I've noticed I haven't gotten like, I mean, you're always going to be sore kind of like it's just the way of the season, but like not as sore as I have been in the past. So, well, a lot of you guys said a lot of great stuff, and I appreciate the shout out. You know, but I, you know, just you, you think back to what you what you said, Foley. Like, why why do you guys play basketball? It's like it makes makes me happy, makes me less stressed. Team camaraderie, get to play with my boys. Or you get older, far and few do you get to see your friends every single day for two, three, four, six hours. You know, so that pickup game, that men's league, could be that reason why right you get to rekindle relationships. But that doesn't happen if you're injured. Right. So there's a huge element of just like, what can you do that keeps you healthy to do the things that you love to do? Right. And that's where, like, we talk about basketball specific training. But in actuality, 99 percent of the people that you will come in contact with, you know, some of you have been lucky enough to play with guys are in the NBA. You know, it's the ball like it's, it's done after it's, it's done after high school. It's done after college. So like 99 percent of you just going to be, you know, NARPs. Right, you <laughs> all athletic, regular people, and it's just how can I be happy? How can I relieve stress? And I think that idea of cross training, playing basketball, lifting, so you can you know still move like a human being and not get injured and enjoy time with friends and family. There's there's such a huge value, um, and there's a huge value. Just you know, I think you guys know great. Just start working out, right? Sometimes you overcomplicate it. You know, like, so I don't want people mm -hmm. to think that you have to hire a basketball specific sports performance. Like, you got to start working out first. You know, if you adhere to a bodybuilding program, 
then adhere to it, right? At least now get curious because you just got to work out, you know, plain and simple. Because like you all said, you're going to go to college and play against a 22, now with COVID, 24, 25 year olds, right? That's just the reality of it. You're not going to make it if you're a buck 50. Absolutely not. Like how many guys have you played against that are a buck 50 right now? Anyone, anyone in the D3 level is a buck 50 that's seeing the floor. Not anyone. Really not, no, 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 definitely not. You know, so at the end of the day, like, I don't care how good of a shooter you are. You will not see the court if you are a buck 50 and a guard, mm-hmm. let alone a 6'8 guy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Seriously. That's yeah, not, right. That's just not happening. Yeah. All right. So before we wrap it up and do our speed round, any final thoughts, anything else that like that came into your mind during this conversation or something that you want to, you know, leave some of the parents or, you know, basketball players that could be listening to this? Yeah, I got one. I got two, actually. Um, I would honestly say, (laughs) I would say that attitude is probably one of the biggest things that's pretty overlooked and it's talked about a lot. Um, and especially as a parent, you can really foundation this for your child because you're the one that ultimately has the most say in their lives. But like, sometimes we get and get, you know, we've 18, 19, 20 guys, 20 year old guys who you see on opposing teams or your own team. And they just, they always are pointing the finger. Um, and a coach, they hate to see that. And honestly, even more so, like your teammates hate to see that. Like you make a bad pass, like you you own up to it and you go to the next play. Like we're playing in a high intensity, fast speed game. And honestly, it's a part of life too. Like when you make a mistake, the only thing you can do is own up to it and move on. Uh, kind of that next play mentality. And then kind of just harping on what you said. Um, you can be the best shooter on the floor or the best dunker or the best passer. But at the end of the day, if you're injured, you can't do anything. And, and it kind of reminds me of that quote that uh, availability is the best ability. So taking care of your bodies is really key. And like, even myself now, I'm 21 years old and I, I feel a lot worse than I do when I'm 18 years old going to play back-to-back games on a Friday and Saturday. So like, just get into your hip mobility routine, like just establishing something that is like foundational and crucial to you feeling your best is, is huge mentally and physically. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of go off Dan's side. I think, you know, it's a little thing, but, um, maybe for even high schoolers, even at the college level, I think a routine is actually pretty important. I think having a routine to, um, whether that's before a game or before, you know, game days, practices, whatever it may be, I think it's, it can be healthy for people to kind of get into something that, you know, that is going to prepare them for what they're going to, you know, do on the court athletically. I think having routines, whether it's shooting or having something in the weight room, lifting wise, and, you know, even like Mark, you gave me that, um, that med ball routine, right? I've been doing that for like the past three weeks now, kind of just as something that I'm, you know, kind of do before games. Um, I think the other thing too is, again, I know I said before is just, I think having kids understand that, you know, you don't have to learn everything at once and, you know, understanding the basics and the fundamentals and kind of getting really good at one thing and kind of like fully said too, you know, just taking advantage of that and, you know, applying it applying it to games and you know really seeing it kind of um develop but yeah i'd say those are the two main things for me um i would give advice to is you know routine and you know understanding the basics and the fundamentals at a young age um i would say uh, just always stay ready and be patient especially with um you know a bunch of fifth years happening with covid um underclassmen you're not just aren't going to really play a ton so, you know, sitting on the bench could be tough and frustrating, but, um, you know, you never know when your opportunity is going to happen. I know, especially with us, with all the injuries and 
uh, people that had to leave the team. You know, a lot of guys have had to step up and uh, get opportunities that they didn't have before. So um, just stay patient. You just never know um, and just make the most of it. I would say one thing, I mean, as much as we've talked about, like, the importance of being physically strong, I think having a good, like, like mental strength is also really important, especially in college. Like, being on your own, it's, like, probably your first time on your own without your family. Uh, like, you're always, like, everyone is bound to have a bad game, like a bad shooting game. It's kind of like, I think just what I've learned throughout, like, my four years is the ability to respond is probably one of the best things you can do as a college basketball player because – like a coach will notice that, your teammates will notice that, and even you'll notice that within yourself. Like, if you have the ability to respond in a positive way to like any adversity that hits you, I think it'll just make you as a better person and a better player in the end. So, yeah. Great, guys. Love it. All right. Speed round. Top five hoopers. Any generation. Who do you got? Top five. Oof. Uh, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. LeBron James, Kim Olajuwon, Steph Curry. Yeah, mine, mine's kind of like that. I'd probably say Steph Curry, uh, Kobe, Jordan, LeBron, and Shaq. In order? No, just as a lineup. Okay, all right. <laughs> Steph Curry, no, no, number no, one. No, Whoa. no, no <laughs> just do it. Point guard through center. All right. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, no specific order here, but definitely Kobe and uh michael jordan just from the mere fact of like their efficiency and again i love pull-ups so i was like the master class from them right but i also like luca like kyrie irving um i don't know i'll give a little love to maddie here i like tatum too I like jason tatum I know he's hey, yeah. putting fan. three guys who are 26 and like under that. in the top five of all time oh all time i mean that's, no, that's what, what i what personally like i mean those are guys i personally like i i don't yeah, know about cool. all time that's but cool. It's all good. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say these are in any order, but I'm gonna go. LeBron, MJ, Kobe. I love watching Kevin Durant, so I'm gonna put him. I think he's probably oh, honestly. I think skill wise, I think Kevin Durant's probably the most skilled player ever. What he can do it, he's really seven one. What he what he can yeah. do at seven one is just crazy. Uh, was that that was four? Right? I'm probably gonna go. Probably Kareem. I think you get Kareem. What he was able to do was pretty crazy. And then sneak it up once he wins the championship this year is going to be my boy Jokic. No, I don't think so, dude. <laughs> right, I like it. All right, 10 <laughs> seconds left in the game. You got the rock. ISO. What are you doing? 10 seconds <clears throat> left in the game. What are you doing? Spin move. <laughs> you, you need the ball short corner. You need the ball in the three point line. Uh, I'd probably start at three-point line and hit a little combo move to spin move. Are you a left, two-dribble left? Yeah, probably. Two-dribble left. Two-dribble. All right, I like it. All right, what are you doing, Jeff? Do you pull up? Oh, yeah, you know I'm taking a pull up. Probably a two-dribble pull up. Okay. No, it's not JP. Say hi. <laughs> hey, buddy. How are you? <laughs> so where do you go? Are you going right? Are you going two-dribble to the left or you two-dribble to the right? I'll probably take a two dribble to the left, a little okay. fade, maybe, you know? Okay. All right. I like it. Panera, what do you got? Uh, knowing myself, I'm going to have someone else have the ball to start, and then I'm going <laughs> to be on the per I'm gonna be on the perimeter for three, decoy? and I'm going to pass it. Are you a decoy? Well, no, I'm going to be on the three-point line. They're going to pass yeah. it to me, and I'm going to shoot a three. 
And when Gentile oh, yeah. don't get that spin or the pull up, they're gonna be right. that, that, that when they get cut off corner pass three for that quick shot. That's exactly yeah. it. That's like exactly it. it. I like it. All right. What are you doing, Foley? I don't know. I'm talking to Dan. Maybe just like some like quick move, but try to try to get downhill to my right hand. Or just probably just dribbling into a three, honestly, if it's an ISO. So all good. I like it. Yeah. All right, best basketball memory. Last question. Mine was probably making it to the state finals my senior year. Nice. Even though we lost, it was a pretty cool experience just to be in that kind of environment with Jim Beheim watching my game. It was pretty cool. Nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, high school, I don't think I had a ton of great memories since we never really won that much. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so not, not a very winning culture over there. But um, I don't know. I, I definitely enjoyed um, – I'd say the end of last year, last year's game, probably for Fisher when I had um, when I had 10 threes in the game. That was probably my most enjoyable memory so far. Nice. Um, I would say winning a sectional title my senior year at Sutherland um, in Bluegrass Arena. So that was pretty cool. I like it. I'd say probably as a freshman, winning the eight. That was pretty fun. Like we were probably, I think we were down like 25 at NAS. So that was a pretty cool. That's a pretty cool experience to be in and see that. So, yeah, love it. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate your time. Uh, it's been a great year. You know, you guys still got a long year left. So, got an important week ahead of you. You know, you've had a great season so far. And it's been awesome working with you. So, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to, to chat with me. I appreciate yeah, no it, Mark. Thanks Thank for having you. us. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, guys. We'll see you Thursday. Good luck tomorrow. Yeah, right. See you around. See, see you guys. Later. Thank you. Press it right now. No, no, you gotta press this. Click this. Thanks for tuning in to the show. If this episode was helpful in any way, please share this episode with a teammate, a parent, or a coach to help get this podcast in front of many people like yourself. I really appreciate your support. For more information about sports performance training, follow us on Instagram at fitstrength underscore performance or subscribe to our YouTube channel that has over 1,500 videos. Have a great day and happy training.